Hello everyone, and we would like to welcome you to the first episode of the Family Films Podcast. This podcast features interviews, panels and more conducted by Aaron Pass and Teen. Aaron used to own the videos for the family website, online, for many, many, years. Now FamilyFilmsProductions.com the site has various interviewing audio formats, and also original content in audio dramas and dramatic films and even documentaries on Disney films, and subjects long forgotten that have been left behind. This is Aaron Pasatine here with FamilyFilmsProductions.com, and I'm so honored to have Elaine Elizabeth Presley here for an interview. How are you today, Elaine? I'm doing well, based on the things of the world today. How are you doing, Aaron? Good, good. I know, obviously, since we had some time to prepare this interview with you, of course, we talked briefly about the coronavirus, and I know you had something you wanted to say at the beginning to everybody about that. Yes, I'd like to say to people throughout the world, it is best that if you're not a medical professional or someone that is needed to, you know, to help save lives, to stay at home because if you stay at home, you are not going to be getting sick and therefore you won't be in the hospitals putting everybody else at risk and the doctors at risk and your own self and your own family. This is a war against a virus, not like with missiles and things, you know? So the best the best defense for our country and our world is you to follow the rules of the doctors and the, um, and the industry professionals and stay at home and stay safe, and that's keeping everybody else safe, and not putting our doctors further at risk so they can actually help and work on the cases that are actually coming in now. Thank you very much for that information. Are you ready for the first question? Yes. Okay, great. All right. Now, now, did you end up getting up on your father, Elvis Presley, uh, before when you came home to Graceland? or when you were living in the United Kingdom? No, actual fact, I hadn't really looked up my father, Elvis Presley, for many years. And when I came home in 2013, I purposely never looked up anything whatsoever or tried to research him or read any books or anything because I knew people would want me to tell them things based on what I know you know, as a daughter being home. And so everything that I was saying to people from the time I came home was things from what I already know about my father and not things people have written or said anywhere else. Right, that's that's very interesting. Now, would you like to go ahead and explain a little bit of, about your time before you actually came home um, as Laney? Yeah, as Laney. Uh, as a lady, I was actually quite a successful artist in England, and I was singing, and I was on the radio, and they were going to be one of the next most popular artists and things like that. And I was performing as well, and doing very, very well. And I then made my fans my family, because I felt, because I hadn't been home to the original family that I had for many years, that I didn't have a family, and I felt lost, and I felt like I was always searching. So I gave up searching at that point, and that's when I found my father, because I didn't think, you know, me being older now, that it's worth me continuously going through pain and suffering by walking in dark and searching for something I just couldn't find within my life. And then when I gave up, that's when I found my father and all the things from the past, and everything came back, and 
and I found out really who I was at that point. Thank you. That's that's amazing. And of course, it's it's wonderful that you were back. It's it's just wonderful about what's going on with you now. And of course, I'm I'm very pleased with the amazing continuous and wonderful progress you've made, and it's a wonderful thing. Thank you. Yes, I'm working very hard on working for our legacy to continue to bring things to everybody in the world, the fans and non-fans and people who are interested in history and interested in our father and other artists connected to my father, the world, and bring you new things so people can enjoy those enjoy those things and keep our legacy alive for many, many more years to come into the future. Wonderful. Now, did you end up spending any time with your father or have any of these memories at all that you can recall? This is something people have asked me many times, and um, a lot of people are surprised with the answer. You would think, because I only spoke to my father one time on the phone when I was 13 years old, that I wouldn't, you know, have any have any connection, really. But that's not the case. I've always been like my father from the day that I was born, obviously, because I am his child. And I'm a lot like my father, so I know many things about my father. And so, therefore, I've always had that connection. And when he passed and ran away, because I didn't know it was my father at that time, so I ran away from the feelings that I had because I already had a family thinking this is really strange and, and weird. So I actually ran away from my father. So now me and my father have a deep connection and a deep spiritual connection. I've always had all my life and even more so today now I'm home. So I don't feel like I've been left out by not being home in actually in Graceland all these years because all the things my sister did, has done and all the things that my father has done and all I we have all done I've done all them things too, you know, and, and some and some fun things too. Like lots of fun things like my dad would have done the same thing as me when I was speeding down a hill, Braintree Hill, you know, at sixty miles an hour and got a speeding ticket on my go kart with cars whizzing by. <laughs> dad would have done that too. You right. know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's, it's 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 even memories like that and even things like that that you you think about. That's that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yeah, and people say to me, you know, do you feel did you do you um do you think of times you you know wanting to be with your father? Well, I don't have to think of times wanting to be with my father because he's always with me. And all those things I did from the past, you know, when I came home and I, you know, and I did see some of the things that my dad did, I was like, wow, because I didn't know, you know, myself really, because I hadn't researched anything. When I saw some of the things and everything, I was like, so amazed. I was like, wow, dad, that's the same, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I was even, I was even shocked myself, you know. Um, I've been able to be in touch with Elaine um, for a little while now, and uh, obviously it hasn't been a long time, but um, she's a great person and. She's amazing, and so many people that are able to listen to this interview will find out as we go on with this interview um, how great a person she is. Uh, you're so sweet. Thank you, Aaron. So are you. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Now, of course, uh, so many different people have, uh, you know, dreams and different things of that nature, and do you dream of riding a motorbike with your father or a walk in the park? Well, the funny thing is, I actually had a scooter and I had a motorcycle and I even had a Harley, an old roadster similar to my father's. I didn't know my dad had these things too, because obviously I hadn't looked up anything my dad was doing. I just thought it was naturally like my father anyway. 
and so I didn't have to, and so I knew all the things, you know, in my own mind and my own heart and my own soul. But I was surprised to see that Dad had some of the same things and did some of the same things. So I don't have to imagine going down the road with a motorcycle with my father because I'm very similar to my father. So therefore, the experiences, you know, in my soul, I feel are, are similar. So whenever I do ride my motorcycle down the road, my dad's always with me and he always has been, always will be, you know. Even though most of my life I didn't know that because I was running away and, and, I, was, and I was searching for what I was looking for. And eventually, of course, I was lucky enough to find him. Right. That's wonderful. Now... Would you like to go ahead and explain some things that you and your father are alike on at all? Yeah, pretty much everything, really, actually. Um, we have a similar voice. Uh, we do similar things. We care and love the same way. We suffer a lot of pain the same way. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how much pain our father and my sister and I suffer on a daily basis, not because we're suffering for any particular reason. It's just because we feel everything and we love everybody and we want the world to be a home, you know, you know, a, a place of peace and a place of love, not a place of hate or, or craziness. And my dad was the same, you know, with that. And so everything from how we feel to how we, how we sing on stage to how we entertain people, to how we connect with people, to how we ride that motorcycle or that motorbike and how we care, how we have fun, how we do wild and crazy things, it's all been the same. Yeah, that's... It's so special. Now, yes, it is very, it's very special. Yeah. Fortunately, your father, Elvis, passed away in 1977. Uh, what happened to you in 1977 when your father died? This is, um, I spoke to my father when I was 13 years old one time on the phone, and he said he'd be there for me when, he needed, when I needed him. And I didn't know what it was because I thought the family that I had was my family, so I didn't ever think it was my father. I just thought, why was he saying that? Why is this man saying he'd be there for me when I need him? And that worried me, you know, all the way up until my father died. I was wondering what was going to happen to me in the future. I literally was picturing when I'm 50, 60 years old, what was going to happen to me in the future, you know, where I was going to, you know, where I was going to need him, you know, I figured it's going to be quite, a, I don't know, for some reason I just thought it'd be some time distant in the future. And I think, oh, my God, I better live my life and be happy because if he knows something I don't know, something bad's going to happen to me and, it's, you know, and, and he's going to be there for me. But, but I thought, wow, you know, I better live a happy life now. So when he died in 77, I felt these tremendous feelings. I literally fell to the floor and I had these feelings. I didn't really know what true family feelings were because the family I had, I thought that was family feelings. I didn't know the, the feelings I was having with my father in 77 were family feelings. And they were very deep and very painful. At that point, I went in a different direction of my life. And I was searching for whatever I was searching for. But what I didn't realize, I'd walked away from the very thing that I was searching for. But it took me to May 6, 2013 to come full circle and come right back home to my father. And I immediately knew in 2013 because I had instant confidence, instant knowing and happiness and you know, a feeling of contentment. Uh, I became a person, you know, where before I was just searching from 77 all the way through to 2013. Of course, I raised my daughter and had wonderful things like that happen, you know, which is very precious and for, to me, obviously. And I have grandchildren and things like that. They were precious moments, but I was still lost within myself. So in 2013, when I came home, it just set me totally free. And I went, I went that full circle. I literally, when my father died, 
kind of died as well. And um, and then I had to try to figure out why I was searching and what I was searching for. And that's why just before 2013, before that day, that on that day, you know, it's literally on that day, I I was I gave up and was going to make my fans, my family, and just be elating. And I was quite popular, so that was good. And and continue, but that's when my father actually came to me, you know, in my heart and soul. And I hadn't thought about my father since 1977. I hadn't really done anything with my father whatsoever, you know, not even listened to his records because I ran away. And, and that was such an indent in my life that I stayed well away from him. But whenever I saw something with his him there or, or my mother Priscilla, if I felt something and I was like, what is that feeling? You know, this is not normal. Because it wasn't like a fan feeling, you know. It's like a deep feeling, like I belonged, you know. And so until I actually came home and realized what those family feelings, that they were family feelings, you know, I didn't know what that was. And so that's why I stayed lost for so long. But now I'm totally found. I'm happy. So I'm really glad I came that full circle. And it's sad our father died in 77. My sister suffered mm-hmm. greatly and still does, and I know. And, and yeah. I mum and everybody but I suffered greatly too because mm-hmm. I literally turned away and ran in a different direction because I didn't know he was my father and I was scared of those feelings. Right. Thank you for sharing all that. You're welcome. Now, if you would like to share, uh, when did you come home to Graceland um, as far as over there and how exactly in regard to that whole process? Well, it's a very long story, so there's lots of that's going to be in my book, but I'll give you the outlines sure. of it. I came home in 2013, sure. and of course, you can't, you know, from 2013, I was actually in Wales at the time, even though I had been living in America since 1984. I was living in Wales, and I knew I had to get home to America anyway, because I had my daughter and everybody over here. And now I had to get home to Graceland. So it wasn't actually to 2016 I finally made it home to Graceland for Christmas to see my father. And it was very emotional because I knew I was me and nobody else I felt did. So it's kind of like a ghost coming home. But luckily, there were a few more people that realized I was coming home. And so I was able to spend some time with my father and help decorate his grave on Christmas Day and um, without the fans being there. And that was a wonderful thing because I needed that time with my dad, you know. But I still need more time with my dad. I need to be able to go home without the fans and sit by his grave and talk to him, maybe have a cup of coffee in the house and think about my childhood for complete for me to completely heal. I haven't done that yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And I know you will. I know you soon. Yeah, it will be good when I can do that because then it will be yeah. complete and the full circle will be there. You know, I'm at home now and everything, but there are, you know, I feel like that part is missing where I need some bit more private time with my dad and mm-hmm. sitting in the house and just remembering my childhood and all the things from when I was a child up until this point, you know, I need to right. go that full. I need to go that full circle, and I believe I need to go home to do that. However, that would be a luxury because most children who find out who their parents are later, their family homes have been long sold and long gone. So I'm just lucky we still have ours there, and because we do, I have that kind of feeling that. I, and my dad is there, obviously. I feel that feeling to go and do that. You know, I would like to one day, right. properly. So I do go home. I do go home to Graceland and see my dad. But a lot of times, you know, a lot of fans are there as well. So it's you don't get that private time that you that I really need, you know. Right, right, that's right. Now, can you go ahead and clear things up in regards to your book? Obviously, your book is coming out, Kid of the King. 
And how long did it take you to write that? I I, I told the story to my uh, writer, and she wrote down the story. It took us well over a year to write the story, literally every night between two and four, maybe sometimes six hours a night. And she asked me every question literally 20 times over 20 different ways to make sure she wrote it down correctly and accurately as it actually happened throughout my life. Everything in this book is 100% true. There is nothing in there made up whatsoever. However, the book was so true. I mean, so honest and so brutally honest with my pain and all the suffering I went through. Um, My confidants felt that the world wouldn't be ready for that kind of suffering and pain that I went through. So Mm -hmm. my confidants rewrote the book um, with all the same information and explained the pain so the fans could deal with it more easily and Mm -hmm. told the complete true story, but in more of a story understanding way. When we wrote the book originally, it was just a manuscript and it was just like, you know, you read it like boom, boom, this is what happened. But now the book's going to be more of a, a story so people can understand it a lot better where before they wouldn't be able to understand it because it's just me portraying what happened on a daily basis. So the book's going to be a lot more, like I said, understandable and a lot more, you know, um, transparent for the average reader to be able to understand it. You know? Right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a wonderful book. I know that I'll be looking forward to seeing it. I know that there's going to be so many people that are going to love it. They're going to love it. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I want the world to know, I want them to know that this book is was originally written for my daughter and grandchildren to look at in the future, you know, mm-hmm. and for my sister to be able to see what I went through and my mother and everybody else. That's right. Like, I wasn't actually going to publish it. You know, I haven't published it for a long time. Even mm-hmm. now, you know, we're working on getting it right for the fans so they can read it and it could be in a you know in a complete light of what actually happened and everything in in a, in a proper way to explain it rather than just into a manuscript form you know um, so it's been a long so it's been a long journey but I want the fans to understand that everything in this book you know even though fans can be sometimes a little ruthless they need to understand no this this is a true story 100% my life the emotional journey what really happened you know so this is not some sort of made up thing you know which people try to say that it is it's not it's 100 percent my life and it's extremely painful and emotional you know yeah and and it's and it's amazing because in these in these times now how difficult things have been for so many people over the world this is something that is going to be an encouragement and something for them to really be able to sit down and read and learn and about you and the family and everything that's happened with you and it's it's great, and so I'm, of course, I'm thankful, and I know there's so many that are thankful for you, too. Yes, and I would, actual fact, on that point, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I would like to give a message to all our fans. Sure. That, that to police, you know, the Elvis legacy for us, because we have still too many, you know, we have a lot of, obviously, we have probably most all of our fans are wonderful and lovely, wonderful families and are wonderful people. However, we still have a few that are just damaging, you know, damaging what our father would believe in and damaging things that, you know, trying to damage things that me and my family are trying to achieve. We are home here at Graceland working extremely hard to bring things to the fans to help them understand and and, and show them new Elvis things that they've never seen before. A 
Elvis fans think they know all of the things, but there's lots of things that we've recently brought out that they didn't know and they're surprised to hear about, and there's lots more. So fans need to keep a loving heart. Our father was very loving. I'm very loving. My mother's very loving. My sister's very loving. And I ask the fans to please police the fan bases and not allow hate, especially in a time where everybody in the world is staying home and and their relatives could be dying. And so this is time for love. This is not time for, you know, saying things like, Alvis is mine, I'm going to protect him, and you know, we hate everybody. This is not the time for that. And my father and I and my mother and sister don't represent any form of hate whatsoever, and we never would. So why would some fans do that? We need to stop that from happening in the future. That is something from the 50s, you know, going on, but coming into 2020, we need a cleaner, cleaner, loving, more loving uh, fan base. And I hope, the, I hope the good fans, which are most of them, can help us do that, help us police that, because we are here bringing wonderful things to the world for you. And we have some wonderful things for the future coming out. And it's not about making money. If I was working a job, I'd have to make a living. So obviously, representing my father, I make a living. But it's not to get rich off my dad. It's promoting our legacy and promoting the legacy into the future, for which I'm extremely, alongside all my family, are extremely proud to do. Thank you. There, there are, um, as you know, of course, and with any any celebrity, anybody really that's extremely famous, um, obviously like your family and you, there are so many people that hate others or are jealous. And of course, I'm sure there are others that are going to be listening to this that are like that. And, you know, I just want to say that we just have to move on from those people. And I'm extremely fortunate and thankful to have gotten to know Elaine um, in these recent days. And the Presley family is remarkable. They are amazing and their family is very special and I'm very, very thankful um, to have Elaine a part of my life and um, she's a great young woman. Thank, thank you. And yes, there are. Obviously, all celebrities have people that, you know, are jealous or envious or whatever. Just that in our fan base, I have the ultimate goal, which may be totally unrealistic, to have every single fan in our fan base love as much as we do and as much as our father did. Because if they do that, they'll be honoring the legacy of Elvis Presley much bigger and much better than anything they could ever imagine. Our father was never about hate. He gave so much to so many. And that's what we're trying to do for you today as well. Yes. Thank you. Now, how did you feel uh, when you found out who your father was knowing it was really Elvis? To me, actual fact, I had flashbacks from when I was a child all the way through, and then I realized who I was in 2013. This is be- long before I ran my DNA. I didn't run my DNA to 2017. And then, of course, I didn't really realize you know, the consequences of what would happen to me <laughs> coming into the future, because I'm naive today, and I was naive then, and I think my sister is kind of naive as well. We were all naive, and uh, we're just born that way, and um, we're also intelligent too, don't get me wrong, but to create great things, but mm-hmm. we could be naive. And so I was naive. I came home and thought, okay, great. My, my dad's Elvis Presley, so I thought I'd tell my friends, and they just said, okay, we believe that because, you know, we do. And I was like, wow, I said, that's amazing. Okay, thank you very much. And um, 
you know, so to me, it was just, I was just totally found in a total confidence and I was totally home. So I was just happy. So it wasn't about the fame and, the, you know, all this stuff people talk about. It was just about being home and being settled and being the person that I actually really was, you know. I was living my life, you know, in the other family that wasn't really my family. And when I came home to my father, I was completely myself and completely confident, completely found. So I was just happy to be home, and I was excited to get to work for our family, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, would you like to go ahead and share about your mother, Priscilla, and um, have you met her? And would like to share about that. Yes, I have actually been to three events. Um, The first one was in England, and I will tell you, I say this because I'm so, I feel so warm with this. I came home and my mum was in England doing a show, and of course a lot of the fans were in England, realizing who I was and everything at that time. And so I decided to go to the show and bring some roses to her. So I went and had some special roses made for her with diamonds in them, not real diamonds, but real diamonds at the top of the roses. And I was bringing those from me and my father. This is when I was freshly new home. And I was saying, you know, in the car driving, this is completely crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take Priscilla these roses. And I didn't know she was my mother at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I just taken her these roses and really from my dad, you know, I wanted to bring them from my dad, you know, because I obviously have a great connection to him and know he loves her very much. So I wanted to bring them from him to her, for which mm-hmm. I did. Uh, but then I wanted to see her afterwards and she said she was going to go to the pub across the street and I wanted to go. But I'm And know he loves her very much. So I wanted to bring them from him to her, for which I did. Uh, but then I wanted to see her afterwards, and she said she was going to go to the pub across the street, and I wanted to go. But unfortunately, what happened was I didn't want to, you know, interfere with her show and her fans. And when I came outside, everybody was there going, "That's Elaine Presley." I was like, "Oh no, this is not good." So I had to get out of there quickly. So before my mum came out where she could enjoy her fans, you know, I didn't want to disturb her fan base. And so I got out of there quickly. But I delivered those roses and um, and I put a little card of a little message from me and dad on there. And, uh, and that was a very proud moment. But also as I was walking back to, you know, to go back to my house, I was thinking, that was completely insane. Why did I do that, you know? But I did, so, and I'm proud I did it to this day. And the second time was The Searcher. We had a private premiere, you know, before it went on to HBO right. and, Nashville, and Nashville, Tennessee. And I went to that Nashville, Tennessee premiere. I learned some lessons about being home when I went to the national premiere. You know, I went there and um, I didn't realize that I was in the VIP, you know, and I was being protected a little bit as well at the time. And so the bodyguard said to me, Elaine, you need to go in now. And I was like, and I was like, no, it's okay, I'll stay here. But what I didn't realize, I stood there. Next thing I knew, about 10 minutes later, all these fans were flooding behind me. I was like, oh, my God, that's where I'm supposed to go in because these fans are now here. Mm-hmm. So I waited for him to go in, and I dashed in as quick as I could past him, and he, I smiled at him, and he kind of smiled at me. And my mother was right there, too. She was right there having her pictures taken. And um, 
and everything else. So it was a really proud moment, but it was also a very a learning experience of how to handle myself in situations of family duties and what I must must and must not do. The third time was when my mother had a dinner. Well, she didn't have the dinner. She was being represented an award, you know, um, for you know for her lifetime for for her achievements and things like this. And um, and I was very proud to be there at that dinner. You know, I wanted to sit with my mother, but obviously it was too early and I wasn't allowed to do that. So I was placed on another table, and um, I felt very close to my mother. You know, when when she stroked her hair. I stroked mine at the same time, and it was just natural. Mm. And we even wore the same clothes at the at the um, event for the uh, searcher. We wore exactly the same clothes, <laughs> and I know she knows, and I know this too. Right. And uh, and at the other event when we had at the dinner, you know, I wore similar clothes, and then of course she changed into a rose dress. And the funny thing was, when she changed into the dress she changed into, I was like, "Wow, mum, I would wear that dress as well." You know, so you could feel the family connection, and I mm-hmm. felt I felt the family connection on every single time that I went to these events that she was there. I felt Wonderful. the total close the total closeness, even though I hadn't come to terms that she is my actual mother. I'd made her my adopted mother, you know, before, but it, it was amazing the closeness. I had never, you know, I loved my first mother very, very much. But this was so different and so close that it was so emotional, and uh, and I had to learn how to handle myself in public, especially under such an emotional situation with my, you know, have that having with Priscilla, and I was confused while I was having these emotional feelings with her because I know my father was my father, I know he still loved her, but why was I having these feelings as well? Of course, she's my mum, so that's why. Mm-hmm. Right. So we do want to move to something very important now in the interview as well. And, um, of course, I'm thankful to be able to speak with Elaine directly about this and here in our interview. And there's a reason, and Elaine will be explaining. But, Elaine, would you like to go ahead and explain now the reason why there has not been a national statement out there at this point um, from your mom, Priscilla Presley, about you and now that you're back? Um, I, I feel the reason for, and I know the reason for why I'm not, you know, internationally publicized as much as people think I probably should be by being a real daughter of Elvis Presley, and now, now my mom's Priscilla Presley, is because I was protected, and because a lot of things I did here in Mazzolini, and a lot of things I did from my past have been taken away by different people, and I don't know who they are, and uh, my legacy for me has been kept you know, at a slow pace and at a distance and protected. And um, it's very emotional with me coming home to my father. And it's also very emotional for me coming home to my mother. And still today, like when I was appearing um, with, you know, you know, alongside my, alongside my mother doing events and things. I mean, I wasn't literally on a stage or anything. I was in the, in the audience. But I was at the same events as her. It was extremely emotional. And it was extremely painful. You know, the one time when I was with her at the um, searcher, I had to run out and sit on the seat down the street and cry. You know, it's mm-hmm. so emotional and so painful. So it's a slow process journey. You know, it's a slow process journey for everybody, for me coming home to Graceland. It's mm-hmm. very painful, you know, for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. Because I've been not been home before and now I am. 
And so it's a combination of protection and a combination of emotions and love, loving our, love in our family. And this is the reason why, when the time is right, it will happen, I'm sure. And of course, I'm learning every day how to attend events and, and be professional and not be emotional. And I feel like I can attend events with my mum now and not be emotional and be professional. You know, of course, if I had a hug for my mum when this virus thing's over, this would change things dramatically as well and, and would be lovely, and my sister too. So that's the reason. It's a slow process. I mean, plus you've got all these other things in the world, you know. I'm not the most important thing in the world that's saving the planet is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's another reason why, of course, Elaine and I wanted to do this interview for everyone now. With everything going on, it's allowed somebody to take, you know, people to take some time to listen to this, to have Elaine uh, tell about her story and the Presley family and, of course, the fact that we know her book's coming out soon and, of course, so many will be able to read it then. Yeah, imagine if, you know, if people could sit down just for a second and imagine what it would be like not to have their family and then suddenly have their family, how emotional that would be, how long it would mm-hmm. take to adapt to all that. These are the reasons why. And safety, of course, you know, I can't just be out there running around you know, and be on national TV. It just wouldn't work. So mm-hmm. things have to be done correctly and in the right order. And so right. I, am very, I am very protected, and that's one of the biggest reasons. Right. Thank you. Well, now, also about your family and about being able to talk with them and how do you get along with them as far as, you know, about you and Lisa together, how is that relationship going? Since I've come home, I feel the relationship with my sister has been distant but close. If, that's, if people could understand that, distant but close. And I'm sure in the future, it will become even closer, even though I feel close to my sister all the time. And my mother, distant but close yet again. So I feel their love. I feel their support. I feel all that and I know all that. And so that's what I have to have for now. In the future, I'd love to appear at places with my sister. It'd be nice to go on stage with her. You know, holding her hand and coming on stage, telling a few jokes, sing a song. You know, I feel the band would love something like that. And and my mother too. But things must happen in the right time and the right order. But I do feel very close to both of my family members, you know, and of course all my family. And I speak to a lot of my family already. We have a lot of family. We have a big family actually. I know you see mainly my mom and my dad and my sister and everything on it within the legacy, but we actually have a very large family and I speak to a lot of those um, on a daily basis and I love them very much. Yeah, it, it's wonderful that you have been able to connect with all these other family members. And of course, I personally have been able to communicate with a few of them and it's they're they're wonderful. And it's, and it's great because you have a great family, and it shows how special and great you guys are. Because you guys are you guys are all wonderful. Thank you so much. We are you yeah, are. we are a wonderful family, and we're all full of love. We're all with the same problems and issues as everybody else, mm-hmm. and we're all trying to do good things for the world. In England yep. right now, my family in England that's connected to me through my 
Smith's side of our family are doing wonderful things, helping the elderly in this time of crisis right at this moment. So it's, it's, it's all of our family, whether, whether they're cousins or whether they're direct close family, we're all doing things to help in this, you know, in this um, major crisis right now, you know, behind, this, behind the scenes. And we don't even, a lot of us don't even get any credit for that. So we're just doing it because it's humanitarian and because we want to help because it's what we have in our souls to do and, and that we have all been doing all of our lives and we will continue to do. The fact that I'm home and I'm in the limelight now is, you know, is not the, is not the issue, you know, not the thing, not what I, what I get pleasure from. What I get pleasure from is the, you know, is helping people and changing lives. And, and this is what I, what I'm doing by being home in Graceland when I sing for people, bring them happiness. And, you know, when I help people directly through my foundation and my cousins helping people right now in this coronavirus situation, bringing them medicine and food who can't leave their home, especially the elderly. We are doing major things with our family constantly all the time that the fans never, ever get to see. And we don't want any credit. We just want to change and save lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's so great because you're helping them, but at the same time you're bringing something to them too, and, and they're they're having a lot of help and appreciation. Yeah, it's what we do. You know, the fans can understand about our father a little bit more. When my dad did things for people, when I do things for people, when my sister does things for people, when my mother does things for people, you know, it's from the heart, it's from the soul. You know, we don't do it to get credit. We do it because it makes us feel alive. It makes us feel good. When my dad gave away those cars and things to people, and I did the same thing, you know, he, he made him feel like he was somebody. And it may be funny saying that because he's already famous. Mm-hmm. But this was from the soul. He was giving to somebody who really needed. So when mm-hmm. he sang on stage, he gave to the fans. And when he gave that car to the old lady, he mm-hmm. felt that he was helping her. He was changing her life. He was doing something. And that's what we do in our family. Yes. Now, of course, with this next section, and of course, I, we understand that you're going to want to feel to be candid on this section. Did any of your money end up coming to you via your father? And I know you'd like to have the fans know about this. Well, I get accused of from the fans of making money from my family. Please understand, if I was working a job, I'd be making money from the job. <laughs> would like to promote that legacy of that, that, that job. And since I'm home with my family and I work, you know, for, on behalf of our legacy full time. So let's back up a minute. When I first came home, I was successful, had my own company, and I made tons of money. And then, when, then I, that company went away because I was home at Graceland, and so I couldn't do those same things anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I was home within our legacy. So then I worked for the federal government because I was locked away behind closed doors, and I was a federal agent, and I was um, working to, you know, to correct some things within, you know, within the, the agency. I can't really talk too much about it mm-hmm. to, you know, to try to make people be more honest, it's just saying. But I can't really talk about that because we have to design a lot of government stuff for that. And right. then, of course, I, after that, I worked for, you know, I worked for luxury buildings 
but they were all uh, locked in those luxury buildings as well. But then in those luxury buildings and in that federal agency, people started to realize who I was and knew who I was. And obviously when I got the job, I had to say my name and everything. So they got out, the word got out around the office and the same in the federal buildings. And then the residents as well on those, those luxury buildings I worked for were then realizing who I was and it got to be you know, less secure for me. And of course, it interrupted those brands. So at this time, I'm 100, 100% supported by my legacy, and I'm building my new company, Alan L. Presley, and um, also my foundation, and my foundation already helps lots of people, and my new company eventually will support me within my legacy, um, but right now I'm 100% supported via my father through my legacy. Thank you for, for that information. To also additionally clear up some of these other things, um, so we obviously hear this from you. So did you come home for the fame and money, and what would you like to say to the people out there about that? I came home to, I came home to my father, and when I came home to my father, I was instantly found and instantly happy and instantly myself, my real self. That's what I came home for, to be part of my family and to then continue our legacy well into the future. I've already given lots of ideas to Graceland for which we use today, and I have many more fantastic things that we could be doing and probably are going to be doing in the near future that fans are going to absolutely love. You know, I'm very creative. And alongside the team at Graceland and my family, I hope to get together with them soon to bring some of these new ideas to light to really give you some wonderful things that you're just going to adore, I can assure you, you know? And um, the things we have designed in the past, that I have also sent over and represented the Graceland are now being used and fans are already loving those ideas. When I when it comes to the fame, I was already successful as a laney in England. When I came home to Graceland, I lost all that fame. And um, now I'm building myself within my family. And when it comes to money, I was already successful before I came home to Graceland. I was in an adopted family that was probably 10 times more wealthy than my family is right now. So. If I wanted to be, be for fame and money, I would have stayed as a Laney and I would have stayed within my adopted family support and I would have the money too. Instead, I came home to my father and my family and suffered greatly for the first four years, you know, by the public for doing that. But I stayed strong because I love my family so deeply and I, and I stand by my father, you know, his legacy. And I'm looking forward to continuing that into the future along with my family and Graceland. So, yes, I receive money from my legacy because of my father right now. But if I wasn't home at Graceland, I'd be receiving money in my successful business. Because I'm working so hard for our legacy, it's really the only way I can get money right now because I can't work a job because people go, why is Elaine Presley working here? You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. work. So I have to. Of course. Luckily, I'm, I'm lucky I have that support, you know. Of course, yes, it's, it's it's a great thing. Yeah. Now, um, if you'd like to go ahead and explain about being lost and then found, um, you know, searching, how how it was for you. Well, here's the funny thing about that. I remember so many things now. When my dad died and I became lost and then I was searching, I still did a lot of things as if I was already because I was obviously already a Presley, but I did things not, even though I didn't know I was a Presley, like we do, you know, I did things in, as, you know, being me, the real me, 
However, that wasn't the life and the family that I was in. And so I was doing these things that we in the Presley family would do all my life. And I, but I was lost because not knowing I was a Presley and not knowing I was, I was part of this family. But I was doing similar things. And that's why I don't get any loss from being a child to now. Like I've missed out because I've always been me. And I've always lived me, but I was lost trying to, within that mismatch of the other family to how I really felt in that lostness. And I had to search long and hard to find that. Being lost and searching is the most horrendous thing you can go through mm-hmm. because you don't know you're in darkness. You don't know what you're looking for. I wasn't looking for my mum and dad. I was looking for why was I searching? I don't understand what's missing here, you know? And then when you do find in that May 6, 2013, you instantly know and you instantly have instant confidence, literally. So that's why I know you can't buy confidence. You can't go to a training course of confidence. You have to find out exactly who you are and be that person. And that's where your confidence and your true self lies. So then when I came home in 2013, all that lostness and searching went away and I was totally found. And I never want to forget how lost I was that moment before, how lost I was before and how searching I was. Because that keeps me very grounded to remember how lost and how searching I was to how totally found I am now. I literally, from that second I realized who I was, became a totally different person. I became the real person I was supposed to be, Elaine Presley. It's amazing. Thank you so much for all of us. Yes, you're welcome. Now, to clear it up for others, finding, you know, the fame and coming home to Graceland, um, of course, as so many people know there have been all these fake people over the years. And mm-hmm. one of these actual fake people was Liza Presley. Um, of course, yeah. Liza Presley <laughs> is false. And why, for her, obviously she's being false. In your own words, compared to this truth, you're coming out now as your DNA is there. We know it's for real. So many more people are going to be finding out. Um, would you like to go ahead and explain that and how people realize, at least at least from us on our side? Yeah. Well, when I came home to Graceland, I didn't know the other kids, you know, claiming. I, see, I wasn't claiming. I never have ever claimed to be me. I just am me, you know. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like I was coming home and I was through my family and I was trying to claim something from their legacy or whatever. I was me, and I was like my dad, and I was natural, and I was at home. And I was being me. And I've always done that from the very beginning when I first came home. And I'll continue to do that because I'm Elaine Presley. So there's never been any claims that I'm me. I just am me. Now, the people, when it comes to the children, Eliza Presley, um, I don't really want to you know, say too much about that. It's been a very emotional sure. time with, right. that, with my sister and uh, our family. And uh, But I can proudly say that when I came home, there were four, there were her and four or five other people trying to claim as well. And of course, when my DNA came out, I said to them, okay, let's match the DNA, see if it matches. Yep. You know? And um, so if you can see now in the world, I'm probably the only one at home because, because they kind of went away. And I actually saved a lot of money. There were four people trying to claim against the enterprise. And I got involved mm-hmm. with that and trying to sue, you know, Elvis Presley Enterprises. And have an elaborate big scam thing going on, mm-hmm. and so so I went in and I stopped all that from happening, 
And of course, it saved our family millions of dollars in, in, in legal fees by having to keep right. constantly depending on people who are trying to get money from our family. Right. So I'm proudly can say that's one of my duties I, I, I achieved when I came home by just being me, by being real and actually putting my DNA on the table, you know, in, in the public, ended 95% of those claims and saved us probably millions of dollars. I'm I'm so glad, and it shows how an amazing, genuine woman you are. You are standing up for your family, and it's 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 wonderful. Thank you. You know, my, my job is to be here for my family. I was I was shocked and surprised there were so many people trying to claim me. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. It's like I was like, yeah. what's all these what's all these people? You know, where they come mm-hmm. from? And so I looked mm-hmm. at them very closely because we're a very loving family, and we don't want to reject yeah. anybody. We don't want to reject anybody that could possibly be real. Because I was now home in the family, and I was looking at these people, and I was thinking, well, if one of these are real, we don't want to reject that. We want to love them. We want to give them love and support and care. But there really hasn't been any come back to me and say, okay, we'll do this DNA thing with you. <laughs> you know? So they went away. So I guess they're not real, you know? But I'm not right. here to knock anybody that's trying to claim because maybe these people need the love, you know, of our family. And if they wasn't real and they were genuine, I would accept them within our family, but they have to be genuine and real, not here trying to sue Elvis Presley Enterprises for tons and tons of money. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. We can't, we can't have that. <laughs> that's not going right. to work. You've got to come up. I did, I did say to them, I think my favorite saying is when people ask me this question is, well, me and Lisa are the only ones actually right now at home at Graceland. Where's the rest of them then? So, and I just mm-hmm. say to them, okay, fine. If you're a real child, come on down to Graceland. Do some work. We've got some work for you, you know? Mm-hmm. We need a lot right. of help at Graceland. You come on down to Graceland, you know, you can help us sweep up and whatever. And if you've got some extra skills, we can put you in a different job. And you come and do things like that. We didn't get anybody who wanted the work. They just wanted us to do for the money. I was like, no, we can't. That doesn't work that way. Right. <laughs> you <know>? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's on, that's on the, the comical side. But, yeah, but mm-hmm. if you want to see who's real at Graceland, really, I guess, you know, I have a lot of love for, for everybody. So I'm not going to kick anybody out the door that's not trying to – That's that wants to just you know share the love and, and, and needs a family, that's fine. As long as they don't try to sue us and bring us down, you know, that's not very good. So so my favorite saying again is, you know, when they say is when you have a child and I say, Well, when I go home the only other child I see is my me and my sister right now, you know. But right. you don't know. You know not I'm not gonna say there isn't I'm not gonna say there is. You know, there might be um, you know, I'm not going to take away the love a child needs, you know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very You're much welcome. for all this. Now, do you feel left out not being home from birth? No, not at all, because I've always been Elaine Presley. I just was a little lost for quite a long time, and I would, I, I guess I would feel left out if I had known who I was, and then I, couldn't, I wasn't, couldn't come home. But I don't feel left out because I'm just like my father. I'm just like my sister. We all did exactly the same things, even though I wasn't that great slave with my sister at the time. You know, and uh, one of the things... To, to explain to you, wow, how, how amazing our spirits are, and my dad's spirit still is from heaven, is that when I came home, my sister, and this was, I think my sister must have thought, this has been planned, you know, <laughs> but it, obviously it wasn't, because nowhere it could have been. My sister actually came home to England and bought a house in England, and she lived just 50 minutes away from me. 
Oh. And that's exactly the same, same, that same time frame, around that same time frame, it wasn't exactly, but it was around that same time frame, that I came home to Graceland. So basically, we switched places. She came home to England, and I came home to Graceland. And as soon as I came home to Graceland, my sister came back to America. You know? And um, I was like, that's fine, Lisa. Come on, we both go home to Graceland then. So we kind of, at the same time, she was, she was kind of a little, you know, confused in her life. And so right. she needed to go to England. And I was found in my life, and so I was coming home to Graceland. So we were going through the same things at the same time. And this is how our family is and always has been, and I know always will be. We do and think of the same things. In fact, one of the arguments was recently, and my mother, I find it funny. Mom, if you're listening to this, I, um, she said, often says, like, uh, like in the movies, some of the movies she does, she says, uh, oh, I thought of this idea, but Albert's always... always that he felt of it. Now she's got me doing the same thing because I'm designing things for Graceland, sending them over, they're using them. And my confidants are saying, you didn't think of them first. I said, yes, I did. No. They go, no, you didn't. Your mum did or your family did or you thought of them at the same time or whatever. It's just a coincidence, mm-hmm. you know? So we've got this same fight going on that my dad had when my, he was here with my mum, even to this day, you know? Like, who thought of the ideas? Because we do think alike, you know? And all these things are happening True. simultaneously. Right you that time with my... Yeah, that time when my sister was in England, I was heading home to America, to Graceland. I thought that was so wonderful and lovely, you know. And um, and people said, why didn't you go down to visit your sister? Because I didn't. I said, look, my sister's got enough problems with, you know, people trying to <laughs> trying to do things to her. I'm not going to put that kind of uncomfortability on my sister being pushed home today. You know, when it's natural to happen, it will be. Like people are often ask me, why don't you have pictures with your sister and your mother? Mm-hmm. Well, I had plenty of opportunities to take, take pictures with my mother. I didn't because I didn't want to use my mother just to get a picture for the public. This was my parent, you know. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that. When she says to me, Elaine, would you like to have a public picture for the public? I say, Mum, that would be lovely to calm them down a little bit. But I'm not going to, you know, to try to sneak one in just so I can say, look, I'm with my mum, you know. I'm not going to right. do that. So I hope that answers right. that question to the public too. Why don't I have pictures of my mother and my sister? Because I'm not using my family just to have pictures taken for our own legacy. It's not happening. I don't, I don't care how much the fans scream, you know the Presley, because you haven't got pictures and all this stuff. I don't care how much they scream with that one. I'm not going to use my family just to get pictures to, to satisfy people, you know. So yeah, so we, we are legacy we are a legacy together. We do we do think of the same things at the same time. So even I'm now confused to myself saying, okay, I sent that that idea and it's being used, but is my mum also think of that too? Because it's very possible and my sister too, she might have thought of it, you know? So mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, so mum, we've still got the fight going on. Dad was the one said he thought of the ideas. Now it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, no, sorry. Yeah. Now, now, do you? I know that you love your mother um, and your sister, and of course, people think that there's jealousy. Would you? I know you want to clear that up for everybody too. Yeah, there's absolutely no jealousy whatsoever between me and my mother and my sister. Um, I love them very much with my heart. We're family. The jealousy doesn't fit into the picture anywhere. Um, you know, we designed Graceland Anthem, a song that's been coming out. It's actually an anthem for our family. I'm very happy that we designed Anthem within our family because we are a legacy and we are, you know, my dad is, is royalty as, as when it comes to rock and roll and also royalty, by the way, in our heritage for our DNA. We are connected to royalty that way too. So we are we are a royalty family, and I'm not saying that to be big-headed or anything. I'm just saying that because it's it's true. So you know we 
we live within, you know, in our heritage and really no jealousy is allowed. We try to all do wonderful things within our family. But you have to understand, you know, we are a legacy and we're here to promote our father's legacy into the future and bring brilliant and beautiful ideas. And some of the things we have for Graceland, the improvements and um, or more improvements, wonderful improvements have already been done by my mum and my sister and myself. And the future improvements, uh, I'm so excited about and incredible. We have to also remember we're a family, so we have all the same things going on as a regular family. So therefore, we must support each other and we must support other people, especially in times like today. It's horrible turning on the news every day of people dying. So it's not about sure. fame. It's not about fame. It's not about money. You know, we are a legacy. We are building our legacy. We have to make a living. We have to pay our bills. So obviously, we're going to get money for that. You know, so it's, but it's not about that. It's about going to work every day and enjoying designing beautiful and wonderful things for the world and, and improving lives, you know? So, there, no, there's no jealousy. We're just working hard. And of course, we're going, I love this ongoing thing of my mum, you know, where she's designing things, I'm designing things, and we're arguing who was designing it first. I think that's fantastic. Right. That's a great family thing going on. And I love that yeah. because it's not, there's no dislike or, or fighting going on with it. It's just that, you know, we design the same things, and I think it's fun. Yeah, it's 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 so it's so great. Yeah, now, it is. Yeah. Now tell me, you're home now. Um, are you happy you found yourself that you're you know you're back? Yeah, I'm totally happy that I'm home, and I'm Good. so found and so happy and so content. Of course, there are still some things going on because we have a family company that we sold to another bigger company. There's still right. some. I still have to integrate with them. I haven't integrated them. I have somewhat, a little bit, I've had like my meetings for the Elvis Presley Memorial Post, which I um, am building along with the, 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 my family in the military. And that's wonderful. It's going to help a lot of people in Memphis, you know, and it's going to help a lot of military that suffer from a lot of conditions from when they're in war. It's going to, have, it's going to help small artists who wouldn't be performing at Graceland, small, you know, much smaller artists have a chance to sing within the, the post and, and, you know, promote their bands and their careers the ones that, you know, Graceland wouldn't have because they're not big enough to be at Graceland at this time, that sort of thing. We're going to have those at the post and, um, you know, feed the homeless and support the community of Whitehaven. Uh, the post is just two miles down the road and we're very, 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 very proud of that. But I still have to integrate more with the company and everything. It hasn't been done as much as it could be at all yet, but... Um, but I feel we just have to do that slowly. I'm not going to try to push it because um, really, to be very honest, I have absolutely no idea what to say to them, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm with my family and that's the company and my family's connected to that company. They promote that because they purchased that. It's very confusing. So it's going to have to be something that's worked out in the future, obviously. But um, for now, I'm just doing my job you know, at home at Graceland. And we've got the post. I've got my foundation that helps a lot of people. One of the people we recently helped was somebody who had um, was very ill and had a dog that had cancer. We took them in and helped change their life. And uh, so we're very proud of what we're doing on behalf of our legacy for our father and, and building that legacy into the future. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. It's all, it's all amazing. It's a it's a wonderful thing, and so many things that you've been able to continue to do with everyone. It's it's very 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 great. 
Thank you very much. And I'm doing it very generally. Like I said, we still have some integrations to be made, but I feel if I just keep doing a good job, that'll be that'll work out in the end. Hi, my name is Cody. Enjoy hearing about others' dollar away in history. More about the fussies and their history. I feel if I just keep doing a good job, that'll be that'll work out in the end, you know. Right. Now you have a song. You have a have a number of songs. Um, but would you like to go ahead and share about your song, Scared Little Child? Yes, my song, Scared Little Child. Uh, actually, when I was a child, and I, you know, felt sad. I remember looking over the bridge, thinking I belong somewhere else. And so I often felt sad like that. And obviously I did belong somewhere else, but just didn't know it. My soul was telling me I did, but I didn't, in my mind, didn't know it. You know, it's just my, just so my soul pulling me towards where I really belong, which was obviously Graceland. And so I used to go to the church and I used to kneel at the altar and I used to pray to God. And this one time I did that and I looked up and I saw three beautiful angels. And that's what scared little child's about, the true story. Hmm. Right, it's amazing. And people are going to love it that haven't heard it yet that do you want to still listen to it it's obviously available for people to listen yeah yeah it's yeah. been released well they can just look it up on um, youtube or spotify yeah. or itunes they can buy on itunes and um they can listen to that song and i feel that we did a good job my producers certainly you know portrayed the feeling i had at that particular time when i was a child and i right. feel that song was a big success you know yeah it is now what do you see as your role in Graceland? You have all these wonderful things that are happening. Yeah, I am. I'm part of our legacy. I'm part of my family, and I'm part of our legacy. And I feel my role is to be at home, supporting you know our fans and supporting the public and supporting people, and continuing our legacy and my father's legacy on into the future, and designing along with my family and the Elvis Presley Enterprises, and the new owners of of um, new owners of Elvis together as a team into the future. I feel it's very important that all of our family team up with the enterprise because I don't believe just somebody who buys our father will know all the things they need to know, even go on into the future, you know, without family, without family, without family help. I believe with family and together as a team, we can bring Graceland into very beautiful places into the future that help millions of people and bring millions of happiness to fans of the world and some ideas I have for Graceland alongside probably my mom and my sister and the rest of the Graceland team I think if we got together on some of those ideas it's going to be fantastic and the fans are going to be so happy it's going to be it's going to be great now of course people can um, also realize and see that you are an actress as well in movies and would you like to go ahead and explain about your last role and how that was for you? Yeah, my last role was a very learning experience of being into acting. It was from Movie Chore. I'm very proud to do that. I sang a little bit of, uh, I was a studio owner, and I sang a little bit of um, In the Ghetto. 
in the studio, and um, it's a movie. Uh, it's a movie about violence on the streets. And um, when I was in that movie, some of the actors were real people. We are real, real people who actually were those people on the streets and things like that. And, uh, so the movie is a very real and, and incredible movie. And the director really challenged us because instead of having scripts, he made us, you know, be ourselves. You know, just be ourselves mm-hmm. and. And, and I had never really done too many movies. I did a couple more involved in where I helped finance those movies and got credits for that. But now I'm actually starting to be into movies, and I love it. It's so exciting. But that first you know, proper movie that I was in, um, Chore, even though I'd done little bits and pieces and other things you'll see on there as well, but this was the first proper one I did. It's a very challenging learning experience. I learned to wait a lot. In movies, you wait a lot before you get your role, and then it's only suddenly really quick, and then you're gone that sort right. of thing and um i learned that in this particular movie these were real people from you know to in order to make this they weren't just actors of, of the um of the movie you know based on you know gun violence on the street these were the real people and so i was with the real people some of the real people who you know and i was also with um, some top stars as well if you want to look up the movie chore they can see all the casting crew is coming out in may i do believe it might be delayed now because the the coronavirus, but that movie probably was, you know, one of the most challenging movies I think I'd ever have to do because they they made you just be be yourself, which was easy for me to do, of course, but then have it in a movie setting is confusing because you're thinking you're supposed to be acting, and then wait a minute, I'm not acting, I'm just being myself. Like, oh, that's easy, I can do that, that's good, I'll just be me, yeah. and that's what I did. And uh, but working with so many different actors and real, real people, you know, from... The, what the movie is about was actually an incredible experience and I loved every moment of it. But just like this movie, anything you do in life, when you first do things, you're normally put in the hardest situations, you know? And then when you, as you get more movies in the future, it starts leveling out and you, got, you get roles that are easier to do or whatever, you know, and you get roles that are more, you know, more, you know, con- more controlled, whatever. This was a completely... This movie was a complete. The, the producer on this movie was so awesomely professional and talented that he put us to the test on this movie, and uh, and I'm very proud I did that movie, you know. And I'm looking forward to doing many more. And I want to do some comedy movies. I love doing comedy. I want to do yeah. somewhere I sing like my dad did. I want to do all that stuff. And I'm very excited and, and looking forward to that in the future, you know. That'd be great. Now you have a, a wonderful foundation the Elaine Presley Foundation. Um, so would you like to go ahead and share a little bit about that? Yeah, I started the Elaine Presley Foundation because I've been helping people in my life. Be- way before I came home, I've been helping people from the time I was born, always giving back and looking after people, making sure people are safe and okay. So I naturally started the Elaine Presley Foundation because it's something true to my heart and my soul. And we help a lot of people. We've done a lot of things for different people and taking people off the streets, giving them houses, giving them a new life, and change things for them, help them with medical situations and things like that. <clears throat> and now we've got the Elvis Presley Memorial Presley Building in Memphis, Tennessee, along with, you know, our family and the, um, the Elvis, you know, the, uh, sorry, the, the VFW, the military. And uh, very proud of that because, and this is something I wanted to do for my father. I wanted to do something really big for my father. And wasn't it wonderful to connect the military with that too? Because my dad was in the military in the tank corps. So it's wonderful to connect the military, build the posts, 
in my father's name called the Elvis Presley VFW Memorial Post, 11333 in 2600 Elvis Presley Boulevard, should be completed because this coronavirus now, we're looking at 21, maybe into slightly early 22. It would have been earlier if we didn't have this coronavirus, but right now everybody's on hold. Right. But the design has been made and we're ready to get to work on it. And I can't wait for it to be built. And it's going to be a wonderful thing because it's going to be something magical that I have created for my father because I wanted to do something really big for my father. When I first came home, I ran the London Marathon for my dad. And now I want to do something bigger, something that's right there in Memphis. And so I can't think of anything better for our foundation and my company, with my company profits that we make in the future, to do than to build the Alvis Special Memorial Post in honor of our father and our legacy and the military and helping people of Whitehaven right there in, in our Graceland area. You know, I cannot think of something more better to do than that for him. And that's what I'm doing. And of course, our company as well, the services we have in our company, We've actually had to recently, um, with our company, we've had to recently make it completely all of us to work on an online platform together from our houses because of the coronavirus. We did have an office. We do have an office in in, um, in Missouri. And um, our office used to be in Memphis, but now it's in Missouri for this particular this particular company. And, of course, I have an office um, for Alan L. Presley, which is, which is located at Graceland. But it's not a physical office. It's just... We just use the address because it's a legacy company, you know. We just use the address. Right. But our physical office yeah. is actually in Missouri. So my company, Alan L. Presley, is based in at Graceland, and so is my foundation based at Graceland. But our office right now that runs both those things is actually in Missouri along with our other company. And our companies, the companies together, along with the foundation, every single thing we do is helping people. Whether it's company making a profit, we're helping people. Whether it's our foundation giving money, we're helping people. And that's what we're doing. Yep. Thank you. We are about done with the interview. So we thank everyone for being able to listen to all this um, and all these wonderful things from Elaine Presley. Now, what is your next big project for you and your future plans? My future plans yep. is to continue... Yeah, my future plans is to build the Elvis Presley Memorial Post. My future plans is to help people in my foundation, to continue our father's legacy, to build great things at and for Graceland and around the world, and to release more records, do more movies, be happy at home, and just live my life. And basically, like everybody else, try to be happy and safe out there. So, Elaine Presley and I are putting together an amazing show, as people have been able to see on FamilyFilmsProductions.com, my website the new Elvis and Dorothy show and lots been going on with it. We're really excited with these few cast members, Sage Spiker uh, as our young Elvis and Jennifer Shields, who is going to be an amazing Dorothy impersonator that we've announced. Elaine, would you like to go ahead and share a little bit about this show? And of course, we're really excited to be bringing this to the public soon. Yes, I'm very proud to be part of the Elvis and Dorothy show. And the reasons why is because obviously you've got our father, performing and we have the you know Dorothy performing and both are true legends and both unfortunately did suffer quite greatly and uh, but the talent of both of them were amazing so the electrifying ability of bringing them together is fantastic and I cannot wait to see them perform together and do this show I'm also especially you know, excited about being able to train the Elvis Presley um, you know the, our dad singing myself because 
a lot of times when I see people performing as my father, there's a lot of ego going on. And uh, dad didn't have an ego. And, uh, and well, he also moved very naturally. And a lot of people are trying to move, to copy the moves he did that were for him natural. So it's wonderful for me to be able to portray the naturalness and the, um, and the loving care and how he you know, connected to the fans and bring this authentic performance of the Elvis and Dolphy show and authenticness of Elvis Presley singing as a human being, and not somebody just trying to act and be Elvis and have all this ego because my father suffered, you know, he, he suffered a lot of pain and, uh, and he delivered in his performances from that pain a lot of times and he picked up on the feelings and emotions of the audience and, and uh, even though we have lots of artists that do still achieve that, I kind of want to have a more, a more natural Elvis doing that naturally as close as my dad did it when he was here, you know. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're so pleased with Sage, and I'm sure Sage and Jennifer, you guys are probably going to listen to this. And so we we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. You know, we're so happy to have you be working with us all, and we appreciate all of us being a great team together. Absolutely. And Jennifer Shields, you know, she's a fantastic actress. When I first saw her auditions, I was just blown away by her skills and her talent as well. So together with both their skills and both their talents, they're going to be amazing. And, and I, I think everybody should see this show. Right. Yeah, we we are excited. And it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And, of course, um, I'll just briefly mention as well, um, there may be a special uh, Precious Family Reunion coming out that I hope to help you with. Uh, we're kind of looking at that. Um, you might mention that a little bit. That's yeah. Um, sports, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Since I've been since I've been home, obviously nobody knew who I was, and even some cousins that were really close to me, I didn't know them at all, and we didn't know each other, you know, because I was in this other family, and people didn't tell me who I was. And it wasn't until I came home to the Presley family and ran my DNA that all these cousins I started discovering. And so we're all wonderfully close. So we all want to meet each other. So we're going to have a big family union on that. So we can do that. And it's going to be wonderful. Yep, it's, it's going to be great. Now, finally, the last question um, for you. What is your most proud award thus far? I, I'm, I'm sure it's take a couple seconds to think about that. My most proud of work so far yeah yeah the most proud of work so far is coming home and supporting my mother um my sister and my father and our legacy and our family our family is the core of everything and um also supporting my daughter and my grandchildren that's my and and also supporting the fans and the causes i care about with my foundation and of course building the Elvis Presley memorial post i'm extremely proud for that so it's really it's it's a whole it's a it's a big whole picture together, you know. Yes, and and you know, with with the end of this interview right now to everybody, this we really hope this clears everything up. Um, Elaine again is a wonderful, wonderful individual, alongside with the Presley family, and we hope everyone enjoys this. We hope that this will leave you guys with all your questions answered at this point, and. We appreciate Elaine. We appreciate Graceland, and we appreciate Elaine's time today. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful being on the show. You're a wonderful person, Aaron, a wonderful producer, 
a wonderful friend, and I thank you so much for bringing such a genuine show to the public. Thank you so much.